0: Welcome one, welcome all to the Simple Politics Podcast. I'm your host and political daisy, Kobe Menaka. And as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts and political redwoods, Diane and Tatton. (laughs) How are you guys doing?
1: (laughs) Feeling very statuesque and ancient.
2: And well-buttressed. <laughs> oh, <Arborial.
1: laughs> that That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've got to say, my head is all over the place at the moment. I'm bipolar and sometimes my head just goes a little bit wild. The meds mostly keep on top of it, so it's not as bad as it could be untreated. But if I start... You probably couldn't tell if I was chatting in a more manic way than normal, because <laughs> you'd just go, oh, there he goes again. But if I start just being a bit wild, rein me in. I will do. I will do. I'll crack that whip out. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, let's get cracking. We've got a bit to discuss. Last week, obviously, we had, well, we had local elections and results from that. So it was quite busy just as a result of that. But let's go through it systematically. Let's go through top posts from last week.
2: Tatten. So in at three, we we did a couple of coronation posts, right? One that said, the king is the king, hallelujah. And I thought that was really funny because I thought the word hallelujah could be read by people who supported, who liked the whole thing as hallelujah. And people who didn't like the whole thing would sound nice and ironic and you could read into it whatever you wanted to read into it. And that's not how it went down. So (laughs) basically everyone, everyone took offense because it went the other way so people that didn't like it were like how are you saying hallelujah like it's a good thing and then people who did like the whole thing were like oh my god why are you being so sarcastic and ironic it's like guys yeah. read, read what you want to read not read what you don't want it to be so <laughs> that, i was really upset uh, I and mean, there's nearly a thousand comments on that post uh, oh, wow. all of them having a go at me so that's not but that's not the most liked post the most liked post from the coronation was the one i put out in the morning about the arrests and it's specifically i think there were about 52 arrests over the time and lots of them were because they had stuff to lock on or glue themselves to things or you might argue the toss but legal lawful arrests but six people 7 30 in the morning Unloading not my king placards to a protest they'd already told the police about were arrested, and the police at the time wouldn't say why they're being arrested. They've previously said that there were little straps connecting the the groups of placards, so those could have been used to to lock on if you were a mouse. And <laughs> were, were they? Sorry, just to clarify, were they mice? no yes yes no 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 sorry uh, i was thinking about the animated version which is yet to come out pink in the brain do protesting uh yeah so people are outraged a lot of mps have asked questions about it the police have now vaguely apologized for it and they've been released without so it's all it's all a bit of a mess but parliament is aware that it's a mess and the police mark rowley the head of the met police is aware that it's a mess so Watch this space to see what happens next. I'm glad he's aware
0: it's a mess. It's a mess, is it, as he's eating his shreddies in the morning?
2: Other breakfast cereals are available.
0: (laughs) That is very true. What was the second most popular post, Diane?
1: Okay, second most popular post was about a new mortgage product coming onto the market. Now, mortgages and finance isn't always the most interesting, but this got people really excited because it's the return of the 100% mortgage, if you remember them from several years back before... The financial crash set quietly, and things like that. These were around quite a bit. My first mortgage, I think, was ninety five percent. You know, these kind of big mortgage products were around. And Skipton Building Society have launched one, which is not only deposit free. So one hundred percent means you don't need the deposit. You can borrow one hundred percent of what you need to borrow. But they've also said you won't need a guarantor because some mortgages will lend you more money if you can have someone from your family sign it off and say, if anything happens and you can't pay, they'll take it on, basically. And they've said, you won't even need that because their chief exec said what they're trying to do is help people who are trapped in this spiral of rent, okay? People who could afford a monthly mortgage quite easily and could probably prove it because they've got two or three or four or five years worth of rent payments that they can prove, but they just don't have the deposit, you know, and they don't particularly have a mum or dad who can lend them it or bail them out or that kind of thing. So, It's a really positive step for many people who quite rightly say, if I can pay £900 a month rent, surely I can afford to pay that on a mortgage. So why can't I get onto the property
0: ladder? Obviously, this has existed before and is common sense then. It makes sense now. The bits in between are the fact that we had the the financial crash and bankers and people shorting the system and betting against the system my main question is, what, are we, what kind of safeguards have we got against those people? Because I don't think it's necessarily the renters turned homebuyers. It's the people in the financial systems who might try to use a system for nefarious goods. Have we got a system in place to protect that?
1: Yeah, I think there are more rigorous checks and balances in place than there were back then. But also, we we are in a different place. When you look back to like 2008 or pre-2008, It went up to a point where Northern Rock were giving people 125% mortgages. So not just 100, but 125. You know, we climbed to some incredible peaks at that point. And what Skipton have said is that there will be full checks before people would be approved for this kind of product. There would be a lot in place around credit history, but also that proof of rental history as well. You know, provided all that's in place, I can only see it being a
2: good thing.
0: Yeah, I saw the uh, some of the comments on this one. It was the how I'm going to make sure the financial crash doesn't happen again, and hence why I asked the question.
2: Before we move on, I want to talk about one comment that I saw on this that made me exceptionally angry. Someone wrote, "If you're against this, it's because you already own a house or or something along those lines," and it was just. The idea that you know someone's motivations for being against something, you know your logic. If you're against this, you're this. It's wrong. We need to be doing better than that. Say, oh, if you don't like this, whatever. We come to our own decisions and we have our own thought processes. And if you're worried about, you know, if you, like we've just been saying, we could be worried about a financial crash. We could be worried about people getting themselves in too much debt. We could be, all of these things are possible, Without just because you happen to own your own home and it's all right for me, so I shouldn't shouldn't make it all right for you. We can't be that negative about people's opinions. It it just it just irks me. Anyway, yes, thank you.
0: Let's go to unsurprisingly the most popular post this week.
2: The local elections happened. Lots of people voted, and almost none of them voted for the Conservative Party. Actually, that's not true because the Conservative Party still won two thousand two hundred and ninety-six councillors, which is a lot of councillors they just won a thousand less than they did a thousand fewer excuse me than they did last time round thank you i was going to correct your grammar there well you would have been quite right to do so so labor labor said a good night for them would be 400 seats Extra, and they got an extra 537. So they absolutely smashed it. The Conservatives put about they might lose a thousand in order so that when they only lost 800, they could say, "Woohoo, we didn't do as bad as we thought." And then they lost more than a thousand. It's a it's a terrible night for the Conservatives. Uh, the Liberal Democrats. Everyone said the Liberal Democrats, including me, said the Liberal Democrats did well this time, the last election cycle, so they won't gain much. They gained 407 seats. They gained nearly as much as Labour. It's phenomenal. And then they paid back with a big clock. that said, time's up for Rishi. And there was a cuckoo that was going to come out and the clock broke. <laughs> so we didn't see the cuckoo. And I just want the Liberal Democrats to win everything so we can see more of these, more of these stunts and props. Imagine what he would do if he was elected as president oh. of the world, right? That's <laughs> what I want. I, I, want him to, I want to find new, bigger things for him to be elected. To so that we can see these props,
0: these liberal democrat bants yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. and then independents interestingly lost out. So independents and residents associations, I mean, not by that much, but what that suggests to me is tactical voting. Because if you quite like the independent, but and it's the conservatives who lost out this time. So if you don't want the conservative, you're voting for Labour, the liberal democrats, or the Greens because they're the ones going to get in instead. So tactical voting takes votes away from smaller parties like the independents, like the uh, resident associations. And what's amazing is that the Green Party are no longer a small party in that term. The Green Party were attracting votes from people to keep the Tories out because they were a big enough party to do it. And they gained 100 percent extra seats. 100 percent
0: relative terms is kind of crazy because if you do the math that so rishi's kind of instilled upon us the liberal democrats gained 33 percent a third uh, labor uh, about 25 percent Conservatives lost about a third green party in terms of rel- you know, relative wins and losses that's 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 phenomenal it's absolutely phenomenal
2: lovely listener what you've just missed he was doing all of that in his head, just looking at the <laughs> figures. You just—you didn't see the look of concentration on Kobe's face. I see he, uh, he had all his fingers out, kind of working them out live. It was amazing. I, I
0: muted the abacus, by the way, so you couldn't hear the click backing.
2: <laughs> the important thing is that lots of people, as I said would happened last week, of talking about what this means nationally. And it's so hard to say what it means nationally, because this wasn't even all of England voting. London didn't vote, for example. Lots of other places didn't vote. No one in Wales voted. No one in Scotland voted. Northern Ireland moved their vote to next week because they have such a complicated voting system. It takes them six days or something to work out who's won each individual seat. So it would clash with the coronation so they moved the whole thing to next week and we can expect the results in 2026, I think. (laughs) We can't tell. Really, what's going on? Labour said, oh, with this amount of votes, we're definitely going to get a majority. The people on the telly said, mm, don't think that's true. One of the big factors is what's going to happen in Scotland. SNP support has rather disappeared or has certainly slumped. We don't know to what extent it's slumped. If Labour are going to get a majority, they need lots of seats in Scotland. That's all up in the air and all to play for. But Labour said... Oh, we're definitely getting a majority, but have now clearly entered some kind of informal nodding and winking negotiations with the Liberal Democrats so that they could maybe get something going on, including Keir Starmer said that they weren't against electoral reform and electoral reform would be some definitely something the Liberal Democrats would want. So he said, Oh, it's not going to be in our, in our manifesto. And it's like, Okay, but it will be if you if you're in coalition with the Liberal Democrats. Final point on that, you don't start that negotiation if you think you're going to win a majority, they don't think they're going to win a majority, or I mean, you still hope, you know, hope for the best plan for the worst, I suppose. Also, if there was a coalition between Labour and the Liberal Democrats, it would be possible for the Conservatives to be the biggest party, and then second and third biggest party Labour and Liberal Democrats teaming up to be the government. So the conservative minority government probably wouldn't happen because you'd have a Labour and Liberal Democrat coalition. That's kind of how I'm, for how, where I'm seeing it right now.
0: Well, so there's a lot to unpack there and a lot to come out of the mix. The polling and extrapolation side of things, based on what we've seen in the States, based on what we've seen in the UK, I'm really, really wary of what this means. I don't want people to rest on their laurels. If you're a conservative supporter and you think, I can't do anything now, then don't take the polls as reds. If you're a Labour supporting, you think, oh, we've done everything we need to do now, don't take them as red. Still vote, still pay as much attention as you can do up until the final results have crossed the line when it comes to the election. The second thing is, have oh, we got any idea of the turnout here? Because typically local elections don't get much of a look in, but it seems like there was quite a high turnout. I don't know what the proportion was.
2: I think it was, it was around 35.
1: Yeah, it's pretty low again, definitely.
2: It's hard because turnouts vary so much between councils. I'm not even sure there is a national turnout figure. I don't know. It's hard to tell.
0: On that, guys, let's head to the mailbag. And this is a section where we ask you guys as the listeners and as the readers of Simple Politics to ask your questions.
1: Okay, we got some really good questions this week, but I've been super fussy and choosy so that we can spend a little bit longer on one question. And this one was from Hamish Ray, and it's something that's been in the news fairly recently and might be again this week. But he asks, why is UK drugs legislation, in his opinion, so far behind the rest of the world? And he goes on to say, you know, other countries have looked at more decriminalization, while we still have fairly punitive measures. We've just tightened up with nitrous oxide. There's a few other things in the pipeline. Why is the UK going down that route? instead of some other drug prevention measures?
2: I think that the answer is uh, we have a government that believes in stopping these things from coming in and ruining lives. They say that we have seen a large increase in the number of young men suffering from schizophrenia. For example, the doctors and the scientists are saying that's because of more weed being smoked so if you decriminalize it more people smoke weed and that the the evidence is and that with hard drugs the evidence isn't always there that if you decriminalize it more people would take it i don't think heroin for example is something a casual choice you would make because it's decriminalized i don't think many people don't take heroin because it's illegal i think most people just don't really want to take heroin but cannabis certainly the more, when it's decriminalized, more people smoke it. And it is dangerous. Schizophrenia is a serious, serious problem. It's difficult because prohibition, I mean, the truth is that if Hamish, if you want to go and buy some weed right now, you could probably do it. That's showing that it's not working particularly well. And they keep on talking about making it like a worse and worse and worse. And that's just as conservative government That's what the conservative government believe. They think this is bad for you. Look at the damage that ketamine does. Look at the damage that addiction does. It ruins lives. So we're not going to make it legal. And if people don't listen to us, we're going to make it worse and worse and worse for you if you're caught with it. If you are caught with it for personal use, you will still go to prison. The stick is getting harder and harder and harder because we cannot allow this Blight in our lives. Now, of course, Hamish, you say that uh, you say why we're we so far behind the rest of the world. And clearly that's because you support a more liberal approach to drugs. And that's what the Liberal Democrats are incredibly, they're, they're like, we'll open it up. Well, Labour have kind of changed their policies a few times over the years on this. I don't know where they currently are. And yes, yeah, so legalising, taxing, stopping the gangs from producing it and making Tesco produce it. Like Tesco own rather than the stuff <laughs> that people have been made, you know, forced into into making and shipping and selling and county lines, drugs, as soon as you make it legal. You get rid of all that criminality. Tesco's finest ganja. Tesco's fi- oh yeah, I mean you can go for the value stuff, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or this super organic. Taste the difference, yes, please.
1: There, there is the argument around the decriminalisation. Obviously, from a tax reason point of view, that's one argument. But secondly, you know when you talk about some of the schizophrenia etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, the strength can be controlled if it's decriminalised.
0: Surely, that that's another argument. To answer Hamish's question, you know, digging out from what um, Tatum was talking about there, the main reason we haven't got decriminalisation is because the government at the moment of preceding 12 years doesn't agree with it. Now, if we were to change governments, then they might have a different stance on that. I feel this is the main kind of point here. There are arguments for and against decriminalisation, of which I want to say, as Diane was saying, if we do decriminalise and it goes into a system, A, we can tax it, get more money, your uncle b we can control the quality and then as tatson said there are different elements in marijuana of the different strains the thc quality or strength is the main thing that potentially causes schizophrenia and in some countries they do have thc free strains that only have the positive kind of impacts which is something that under the current system in the uk isn't allowed in any way shape or form so there are different positives and but on the other side Addiction can and has destroyed lives and will continue to do so no matter what shape or form. So it's, it's, it's a balance. But for me, it's the reason we don't have decriminalisation is because the government doesn't like it.
2: It's ideological. And when you elect a government, you are electing them for their ideology. The last Labour government also didn't do this. So it's not just about this current government. Now, it is possible that the rest of the world has, I mean, they're behind the rest of the world, it is possible that there's been progress or change around this in other countries while we've had this conservative government. But when we go and vote next year, next autumn, probably, when we go and vote, we are voting for an ideological party. And... We can't then be surprised if they don't do things that are against their ideology.
0: Talk about the current government. Let's go to PM Watch. Let's see what the current government's leader has been doing this past week. Licking wounds, possibly? I don't know. tatan
2: just really quickly, we haven't seen very much of him. Obviously, last week was not ideal. There was a small announcement of pharmacies on Monday. That's really interesting. Check it out on our page. We're not going to. We haven't got time to go into it now. But what we've seen, we've seen two elements of uh, man of the people, Rishi. He got asked a question about football in uh, PMQs, and he just looked terrified and mumbled something about his his team. He didn't say who it was. I don't know who he supports. It reminded me of uh, David Cameron when he forgot which team he supported. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And then last night He hosted the Eurovision party At number 10 And they had, apparently I got a press release about it Reading a press release about a party Is a very depressing thing to do (laughs) Guys, I had a party (laughs) Everyone was there And there were glitter balls, apparently, <laughs> disco balls. And there were Union Jack flags and Ukrainian flags. And Yeah, it, was, it, it made me giggle. So man of the people, Rishi, is what we've had this week.
1: There <laughs> might be a little bit of a fly in the ointment on the man of the people front, because he's slightly raised the issue around how the prime minister should travel again because he helicoptered to a pharmacy this week. Um, <laughs> so I do.
0: What are you talking about, Diane? <laughs> I go to my GP. When well, I need to get my meds. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I go to the GP, get my prescription, and there's a helicopter waiting outside yeah.
2: to go the 100 metres. So,
1: yeah. Bit, bit of chat about that and the, the price of a train ticket. So,
2: yeah. He doesn't need to be a man of the people. We don't expect our prime minister to be a man of the people particularly we wanted to be a good prime minister like i don't care if he likes football i don't care if he prefers a flat back three or having four kind of coming in around the side like total football as ted lasso yeah. is uh,
0: instilling in a moment
2: <laughs> like i don't care i want to know how he's going to fix uh, fix the problems but anyway i did enjoy him talking about football in eurovision
0: we'll go to the crystal ball i think eurovision is gonna make a small appearance here but this is a section where we look ahead to the stories we'll be talking about next week diane what have you got
1: oh well i think Tatten stole my thunder on this a little bit but i was just gonna say northern ireland elections next thursday the 18th they're only local so not get too excited about it but bit of a shout out that that is happening next week
2: uh it's i mean eurovision so we've chosen a song that's fine it'll be all right it's okay you'll get a, a few yeah. points it, i mean it you know it's all right so you
0: didn't you didn't watch the john lewis advert but you listen you know what the eurovision song is
2: <laughs> yes because i am classy and have taste <laughs> I'm the complete
0: opposite. I don't know what our Eurovision song is, but carry on.
2: I, I, I love Eurovision. I absolutely love it. Yeah, so that'll happen. It'll be fine. Next week, we're going to see more of the illegal migration bill. I think the time tab hasn't been announced yet, but I think we will. And Lord's going to start to make changes. And make changes they will they're going to get stuck into it
0: well let's see if any of those manifest in the next week i'm sure i'm hoping that eurovision will feature but it's time for us to go thank you very much diane thank you very much Tatan. thank you very much to you the listener and we will see you all next week
2: you just heard a stripped media production